Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We often view God in a bad light when we're going through trials. It's easy to blame it on Him. But have you thought about the alternative? Pastor J.D. reminds us today that sometimes God sends us into a specific trial in order to avoid a bigger, messier one. He has the best intentions for your life, if only you'll believe. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 8th, 2021. I'm going to say this as graciously as I possibly can, but I wonder what would happen if we spent as much time praying as we do protesting. I wonder what would happen. Well, I share all of that to say this. We may not know how God will do it, when God will do it, or the way God will do it, but here's what we can know, that God will do it. Let me begin by saying that mandating this so-called vaccine is meant for evil. But God is meaning it for good, for the salvation of many people. This is Genesis 50, 20, one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. Joseph to his brothers who did unspeakable evil to him, he says to them, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God, those two words change everything, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. Did you connect those dots? God takes the evil plan of man, and He works it for good, and His glory, and the salvation of many people. I'll take it a step further and suggest that not only is God using all of this for people to get saved, and by the way, people are getting saved, make no mistake about it. And God is using this to get people saved. And He's also using this to miraculously provide for the saved in ways that you could have never imagined, let alone thought of, or even asked. We continue to receive many powerful testimonies of how God, as only He can, has worked out a situation that was just absolutely impossible. (laughs) 
I, I love it when God does that. He makes the situation so impossible, so He's the only one that can do it. Because wouldn't you agree when the situation is still possible for us, we'll try to do it ourselves? And when it's still possible for us, it's almost like it's impossible for God, because we're still trying to do it ourselves. And I just imagine God just waiting ever so patiently. He's so long-suffering with us. He just waits. And then we try, and we, we struggle, and we fight, and we kick, and we bite, and we scratch. And here's God just waiting. And we come to the end of ourselves, and we throw up our hands. God, I can't do it. Music to God's ears. I tried to tell you that, J.D., like three months ago, then two months ago, then last month, then last week, then yesterday, and then again today. And finally, here you are, and you are saying you can't do it. Can I do it now? Yes, God, here. I've made a complete and thorough mess out of this thing. In fact, I've made it worse. <laughs> now it's really impossible. And then God's like, okay, watch me now, and stay out of my way, and let me have my way, and let me do it my way, because my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher than your ways, infinitely higher than your ways. Yeah, but God, I don't know how you're going to do this. It's called faith. I don't know when you're going to do this. It's called faith, and I'll add patience. Lord, I don't know the way you're going to do this. Well, again, faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of that which is yet unseen. Evidence is a strong word, by the way. In other words, you have forensic evidence that it will happen. You just don't see it yet. And see, our problem, we talk about this often, but maybe not often enough, is that we still think that it's seeing is believing, when it's the opposite, believing is seeing. Jesus said to Martha, if, if you will but believe, you'll see. Believing is seeing. Believing God will do this in His way, in His time. He doesn't need your help, and for His glory. And prepare to be just absolutely astonished at the way God's going to do it. I want to share with you a testimony from an online member in Texas that we received last week. Pastor Frog, aloha. Thank you for your ministry, your commitment to the gospel, and for all your encouragement. I know you receive a lot of messages that are full of gloom and doom from your listeners, but I wanted to share how God has answered prayer in our lives. We have listened to your prophecy updates for years and appreciate your recent call to steadfastness, honesty, and trust that God will work through what is happening in our world. In January, my 38-year-old husband was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. The once strong college baseball player who had always been healthy, could barely walk, and was suffering in severe pain. We spent the past few months working through various treatments and wondering how and why this happened. 
But God had a plan. My husband is a lawyer for a multi-state firm that is pushing COVID vaccinations for all staff. Even though we're in Texas, we weren't sure there would be any way to avoid the forced vaccinations. We're both attorneys and have also considered all legal options. For the last few weeks, my husband has been receiving fairly threatening emails from Sennacherib, (laughs) from the, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) from firm administrators. And last week they officially required everyone to report vaccine status. After lots of prayer and discussion, we agreed that he should be up front about his non-vaccinated status. The form, this is interesting, did not allow for any explanation of why one was or was not vaxxed. It was a yes-no survey. We later learned that other unvaxxed employees in the office just ignored the survey altogether. Today, my husband received a phone call from his boss, who is also a Christian. The man recognized that my husband has been honest about his unvaxxed status. He then told my husband to ignore the emails regarding vaccination requirements in light of his recent medical diagnosis and struggle to find the right treatment plan, my husband's boss has decided to exempt him from any firm mandates. His job is secure, and we never had to request an official medical exemption. God is good. Yeah, you can praise the Lord. What seemed like a daunting, life-altering diagnosis has turned out to be a blessing. The past eight months have been really hard as we've tried multiple medications and treatments for what will be a lifelong condition. But for now, that condition is our way out. God truly is our helper and keeper. When my husband called with the good news today, I immediately thought about your prophecy update, exhorting us to trust God even when we think our situation is impossible. We just wanted you to know that your recent prophecy updates these past few weeks have been very meaningful and encouraging to us as we deal with this present darkness. We just wanted to share one of the great things God has done in Texas. Now, We've talked about this too, and I just want to make this brief comment before we move on. Sometimes God will send you knowingly into a trial to protect you from a greater trial, as He did with the disciples when He sent them into the boat, into the Sea of Galilee, into the storm. He was protecting them from a greater trial, the trial and temptation of pride had they stayed on the other side after having just fed the multitudes. And there's an urgency on the part of the Savior. It's recorded in the Gospels where we're told that Jesus immediately got them in the boat. There was urgency. He wanted to get them out of there, into the boat, into the lake, into the storm, and to the other side. Yes, He was sending them into a storm, but it was to protect them from a greater storm. Never underestimate the ways that God is going to use to deliver you or save you. 
This is one of many, and we get many, by the way. I, I wish I could just get up here on a Sunday morning and read them all to you. I, you would go away so blessed, as I am so blessed. But this is what God is doing. He is doing what only God can do. And He's working in the lives of His people. Because see, here's the thing, when we cry out to the Lord, He hearkens unto the voice of our cry. And He will move His mighty hand on our behalf and do things that even if He were to tell you, you wouldn't believe. Could you imagine, if God would have come to you and said to you, and I know what's coming to your mind right now, those times in the past where God delivered you miraculously out of an impossible situation. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. What, He's going to abandon you now? What, that was the last time? And now God's like, hey, I, I got you this far, you're on your own. Wish you the best. No. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He will deliver you. Yeah, but when? He will. Just wait. You'll see. Yeah, but the deadline's coming up, and I'm going to lose my job. You don't think God knows about that deadline? Again, print it out. Not that He needs to know. Can you imagine? You print it out. God, here's, God's like, oh, that's coming up. That's like next week. What are we going to do? No. God knew they were going to send that to you before they knew they were going to send that to you. Okay, we need to talk about this because this is serious, right? Uh, I know there are many who are in this situation with your employment being predicated on you being vaccinated. We want to help you, specifically concerning a religious exemption, which thankfully are currently being accepted by many institutions here in the U.S. So for our online members, I would encourage you first, though, to request an exemption from your pastor and your church but if they're unwilling to provide you with one, we will. So we have the email address there on the screen, and then also there should be a link below on the video on the website. It's office at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. You'll need to provide us with your name and mailing address, and we're also going to need to know if a PDF file of this exemption letter is adequate. If it's not adequate and they don't accept it and they want an original with a wet signature, then we need to know that. We will send that out to you. But please, 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 and I can't emphasize this enough, we're already being inundated with many requests for a religious exemption. And I know we're going to get many that are going to ask us for this. Please be patient with us. For those of you online, we are really actually a small church, and we have a very small staff. They may be a small staff, but they are the most amazing staff in the world. Yeah, right? I just, 
I'm, I, that, that's not hyperbole when I say that. I mean, I have, God really spoiled me with the staff that He's brought to this church. So uh, we're just a Gideon-sized army, so it is going to take us time. We will get this to you as quickly as we can. It is a letter on our letterhead bearing my signature, and um, this is how the letter reads. To whom it may concern, I am writing on behalf of, and then we'll put your name there, a member of our congregation or online congregation at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe in Hawaii regarding their religious conviction against forced vaccines. We do not wish to be labeled as anti-vaccine or anti-science. However, the well-documented process of vaccines developed from animal and aborted human fetal tissue has compelled us to stand by our congregants who refuse to comply with mandatory vaccinations. We strongly support his or her deeply held biblical conviction and any of our congregants to resist the pressure for vaccinations, while at the same time seeking an alternative for their safety and the safety of others. We are convinced that the nature of many other contaminants within vaccines should be a reason to grant exemptions to believers whose bodies are, as the scripture states, the temple of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 3, 17-20. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Therefore, Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. We must follow the Word of God, and we also exhort others to a conscientious objection to these vaccines. Yet, our deep love and care for others makes us more determined to exercise whatever alternative is possible to ensure other safety in each individual case. We thank you for granting this religious exemption, and as such, respecting religious freedom. Sincerely, J.D. Farag, Pastor Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. That's the letter, yeah. Now, a couple more things, just real quick. It's important to understand, from what I understand, that If granted this exemption, you will be required, again, as I understand it, and it depends on the the institution, you will be required to test. I've heard once a week at your expense, and I've also heard twice a week. And from what I understand, the cost of one test is like $140, $150, call it under $200, Well, if you're required to do that twice a week, that's, you know, about $1,200 a month. You see what they're doing, obviously, right? They're making it so difficult, almost cost prohibitive, so that you'll just cave in (laughs) to this Assyrian threat, if I can say it like that. I, I don't know how else to say this, except 
to just say it. We, and I include myself in this, as the pastor of this amazing church, which is my privilege to be, we are going to be tested in our faith like never before in our life. And even now are. Would you agree? I was just uh, thinking this morning as I was getting ready to come, I think that God is allowing this. And His people are starting to realize this this is real. (laughs) This is getting real. And uh, we're out of options. And truth be made known, I really don't have any other alternative but to trust the Lord. That's a good thing. That's the best place to be, is it not? And He's so gentle. He's a good shepherd, a gentle shepherd in the way He leads us. He just gently leads us to Him, for some back to Him. You know how many people have come back to Christ because of this? You know how many people have come to Christ because of this? Eh, Maybe I might might as well mention this reluctantly, for obvious reasons I I think you'll see here in a moment. Now, we have been asked by brothers and sisters in Christ if we would be willing to provide this for a co-worker who's not a believer. How would you answer that? No! Us four and no more. No. Think about this. What if, I know this is, this is far out. Sorry for the 70s flashback. <laughs> far out, man. What if this is God's way of bringing them to Him? So here's what we've done. Actually, my son, two in one day, because I, this letter that I just read, it worked for him. And I mean, praise the Lord, you know. So all of a sudden he starts getting text messages from his friends going, oh, you you got an exemption? Yeah. Because of my daddy. You don't know who my daddy is. <laughs> Not me, him, the Heavenly Father. Yeah? So they're like, hey man, can you hook a brother up? Well, you're not a brother. But you can be. So here's what we're doing. Here's what he told his friends. He said, my dad will do this for you, but you have to watch online the prophecy update all the way through to the end with the ABCs of salvation first. And then he'll go ahead and do it. They're going to get saved. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, I'm waiting for the text. Let me see. No, not yet. We're still keep praying. (laughs) I mean, this is how God's going to bring him to the Lord, right? This is how they come to Christ, right? Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. 
We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mid-East Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.